The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and home Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America, and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation, thanks to you we're living free We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country, and America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is already October 21st, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, and joining me today are co-hosts, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, and former Commander for the Maryland DAV. How are you doing this morning, sir? Just fine, and a great morning to all of our guests and Jim. <laughs> and Jim. <laughs> All right. And we also have Jim Klug, who is the national historian, photographer, and former PR director for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. How are you doing today, sir? Gary, outstanding and always happy and uh, privileged to be with you on this great program that you've put together. Thank you, Gary. You're, you're right, Jim. You're, you're always happy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. All right. Before we get to our guest, I want to mention this. This show is dedicated to Chesty Puller by Meriwether Ball, who, by the way, has an audio book that's being released very soon. I suggest you buy it. No, no. I mean, you just go out and buy it. Puller is one hell of a Marine. (laughs) It will be available on Amazon.com. Just look for Puller Chronicles. Well, we're going to get to our guest right now. Today's show is titled From the Front Lines to Hollywood and Back. Today's guest is Fahim Fosley. You might not recognize the name, 
but once you see the photo of him, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Fahim was born and uh, raised in Afghanistan. He came to the United States as a refugee in his teens. He actually enjoyed the privilege of childhood uh, until the Russians invaded Afghanistan. As a young adult, he supported the resistance, and when he and his remaining family saw the opportunity, they fled to Pakistan and then eventually to the United States. Forced to support his family, he was not able to pursue his passion, which is acting. Many years later, when he was very, very fortunate to meet up with someone from the local production company who mentioned his resemblance to Andy Garcia and also asked if he was interested in going to a casting call. That's when he had his big break. Fahim currently lives in Orange County, California, and has continued working in television, many television uh, series and movies ever since. He is also a former U.S. Marine and Marine interpreter. He now has a book out titled Fahim Speaks. You can read more about that book by going to fahimspeaks.com, and that's spelled F-A-H-I-M speaks.com. Let's welcome Fahim. He's the only man I know that can push Iron Man around and get away with it. Fahim, welcome to the American Heroes <laughs> Network Radio. Thank you. How very are you this much. How are you much. this morning? Perfect. I'm welcome, so glad Fahim. I'm still in America. Thank you. I want you guys I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to thank you guys for your service. And I'm thank you for inviting us for your show. That's very awesome. You guys made my day. It's a beautiful sunny sunshine, California. And I'm proud to be called myself American and Californian and Marine and Army in Navy SEAL and the Special Force. Wow, well, thank hey, you. Man. Hey, isn't that great? Yes, yes. We also have us. We also have with us his friend, fellow Marine and co-author, Bill. Why don't you go ahead and introduce Mike? Gary, my pleasure. Uh, Mike Moffitt has taught history and management courses at the high school community college and university levels. Mike also served on active duty with the 3rd Battalion, 5th Marine Regiment from 1983 to 1985. He returned to active duty in 1990 as the commanding officer for the Marine Reserve Detachment out of Topsham, Maine, later designated Company A, 1st Battalion, 25th Marines. Then Captain Moffat led his unit to the Persian Gulf, where they were attached to the 1st Marine Division for Operation Desert Storm and the liberation of uh, Kuwait. Colonel Mike uh, again returned to active duty after the 9-11 attacks. He served on the operation staff of Commanding General Tommy Franks of the U.S. Central Command uh, out of Tampa, Florida. Mike later served as director of the Marine Corps' Enlisted Commissioning Education Program, MESEP Prep School, from 2003 to 2008. He later joined the Marine Corps' University History Division in 2008, where he co-authored a monogram on the history of the Marine Corps Mountain Warfare Training Center with Major General Oral Steele, United States Marine Corps, retired. In January 2010, Colonel Mike received a one-year orders to serve as a field historian in Afghanistan. After retiring 
from the Marine Corps Reserve in 2011, Professor Moffat returned to Concord, New Hampshire, where he teaches at the New Hampshire Technical Institute. What an interesting and outstanding career, and welcome, Colonel Mike. Yes, Mike, welcome. Yeah, Bill and Jim and Gary, thanks. Uh, Bill, what a wonderful long intro. Uh, It's really about Fahim, but it's nice to be around and and part of the show as well. Thank you so much. All right. right. Absolutely. uh, Why don't you tell us briefly how you and Fahim met? Well, uh, as uh, as Bill explained, I was in Afghanistan in 2010 uh, for several months as a field historian, which was a great job for me to wrap up my uh, Marine career. I was an infantry officer and, and a staff officer. And uh, so I was uh, getting to pick my spots and studying where, where the action was going on and traveling to uh, combat outposts and forward operating bases. And, and I, uh, at one point in March of 2010, I got up to Delaram where 3rd Battalion, 4th Marines, were, was, uh, that was their area of operations. And, and uh, I was at an event with the district governor and the staff from 3-4, uh, that battalion. Uh, and I met Fahim there, and he was... Uh, he was interpreting, uh, which is an amazing thing. I always admire people who can speak multiple languages. And uh, he was very charismatic, as you can sense and will sense. Uh, everybody seemed to be his friend, and he was uh, bringing together Afghans and Americans and Marines and civilians, and and he was a br- cultural bridge in, in, in uh, bringing people together. And I happened to sit near him uh, while we were eating, and we exchanged business cards, and I found out he was a Hollywood actor, which got my attention, and uh, so we talked and stayed in touch. I interviewed him, and he was interested in doing a book, and I said, you know, I basically only speak one language and not six, but my English is pretty good, and I do write. So we stayed in touch and drafted up a uh, an outline and a proposal, and eventually uh, Warriors Publishing Group, uh, Dale Dye and Dr. Julia Dye, publisher and editor, um, saw the, you know, he's a, group, a big Hollywood uh uh, veteran and marine veteran and um, so their company uh, saw some potential uh, in Fahim's story which is so multifaceted so we uh, did the book got it out in 2012 it's uh, won some awards wonderful reviews and and we're still uh, trying to raise awareness about the book and Fahim's story and it's great to, to be on your show all right wow, wow. Well, Fahim, Fahim how many uh, languages do you speak I speak six languages, which is, uh, I have only ninth grade education, thanks to wow. Russian, they kick us out, and I came in this country, and I'm learning languages because we'll go country to country until we arrive in America, and I was, I was good in languages, and I didn't study about it, just learned self-taught and uh, practicing with others. Uh-huh. Taking on the idea of writing a book, wasn't that, uh, you know, maybe you're thinking it's a lot of work? Um, to be honest with you, without my uh, brother, I'm calling him a brother because Michael Moffat and I, we were born the same day, on May 30th, and without him, there was no way I finished that book. I was recording everything, but and I, put, I put it together and recording and gave it to Michael Moffat, and thanks to him, put it together. Otherwise, no way, no way to finish that book. And I would never forget that. I'm always thanking him from the bottom of my heart. And I want to always write a book because I want to see what Marine doing in Afghanistan and Army doing in Afghanistan. And I want to ex- explain it to civilian and American. Well, as a civilian, I want to, as an Afghan immigrant, went to Afghanistan with U.S. Marine to explain it to them. Uh, what are we doing in Afghanistan? And I saw so many good things about both sides, Army and Navy and the Navy Special Force and Marines. 
and I want to put it in a paper and a pencil. I want to put it on this book, and thanks to Michael Moffat, put it together for me. All right. Wow. All right. Wow. All right. Now, Michael, are you uh, uh, Fahim's uh, uh, marketing guy? Well, you know what? Fahim is an amazing marketing guy, and it's funny you mentioned marketing because um, I cut my class short a little bit, but my students uh, hopefully are still in the classroom listening to this. Uh, and uh, Fahim <laughs> hopefully. Has, uh, yeah, I, they, I'm sure they are. And uh, Fahim has incredible marketing instincts and, uh, and technical expertise. I mean, he does amazing things with Facebook and with YouTube and with uh, website and uh, business cards and posters. And for some, he says he has a ninth grade education, but he's inherently uh, a, a, somebody who understands about promotion. And yeah, I, we collaborate on marketing. We've done a, a number of radio shows and appearances and book signings and, and uh, wonderful events like this right now. So uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, we're a, a team. Uh, I, I would not claim to be the marketing person because Fahim is, uh, is so great at that. Yeah, and Fahim, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to find out if you did your own uh, Facebook page. And I, I just did. And you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you, thank you. I mean, uh, everything is about promotion and promoting, and I want to introduce our military and veterans and our website, and I keep putting so many things, and I'm always supporting them, and I put a lot of things. I never get involved with politics or religion, but veterans, to me, my brothers right now in Afghanistan, they are, hopefully they can hear. I have friends, the Army, Navy, uh, Special Force, Marines, and I'm proud of them, and I'm always promote them. I'm always put it together on our website and on Facebook and Twitters, all these of the uh, YouTubes, and I have a lot of YouTube clips. Their picture, my picture, when we were in Afghanistan. Make sure people can see that what these people do it for us. And uh, without them, America is not going to be a power superpower. And thanks to you guys, you guys pay your dues as well. And Vietnam and other countries, you guys been there, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for you guys. All right, all right. Now again, we, again, we have to remember co-promote too. You know where they promote, uh, we promote, uh, and I think that's that's your ticket. Um, yeah. Now, I guess both of you, uh, Mike and uh, Fahim, what's the process? I guess you had to undergo a process to get this book written. Sure, um, it is quite a process. And uh, the, uh, the first book you mentioned that I was involved with is a monograph I did with Marine Corps University. And the uh, infrastructure was in place there for, at the university to, to get that book out. Now, with Fahim's book, which is a, uh, you know, a first-person narrative, uh, he and I collaborated on that. And like I said, uh, Warrior Publishing Group, um, uh, Dale Dye and Dr. Julia Dye's company, uh, kind of made us uh, prove ourselves before they, we actually signed a contract with them. They wanted to see uh, that we were serious and were willing, willing to work hard. So we submitted an outline and, and chapters, and then we'd edit chapters and go back and forth. So uh, honestly, we started that process in uh, 2011, in, in uh, January, February of 2011, and we didn't really sign a contract with them until the summer I, you know, when we had shown that we were really serious about working at this. So there's 12 chapters, and honestly, uh, you know, I interviewed Fahim and got all kinds of notes from him, and I'd work up a, a draft first person in, in his voice, and he would check it to make sure it was accurate, and then I would send it to uh, Dr. Julia. And um, honestly, I've said this before, you know, she's very... Uh, 
exacting and, and has high standards. And uh, some of these chapters, she and I would go back and forth and back and forth, and there'd be like uh, 15, 16, 17 versions of a chapter before we'd go on to the next chapter. Wow. So uh, it took uh, really uh, all year of 2011 uh, working almost on a daily basis uh, or every other day, you know, sending stuff back and forth. Uh, and we finally finished the book in early, uh, in the spring of 2012, uh, 12 chapters, not a huge book, but, uh, you know, in Mary Weather, uh, Ball, who you mentioned, uh, was one of the people who reviewed it. And, right. uh, one of her reviews mentioned that, uh, she read it carefully and, and could not find a single, like, error or typo. So the process, uh, took over a year. It was demanding, exacting, but very rewarding. It's gotten wonderful reviews. Um, it's won, right. been nominated for, has won some awards. Uh, it was it received the award for top military biography from the Military Writers Society of America. Uh, so it's been, and it's it's also we'll get into this later. Uh, inevitably, the basis for movie uh, speculation, and and that's exciting. You know, it's one of countless movie proposals that are being developed, and. We'll see if that ever moves forward, but uh, right. that's the process. All right. All right. If everybody could keep that thought, today sh- we're going to take a break. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our local partners page to see local businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Fahim and Mike. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, Back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Fahim Mike. And, uh, uh, Jim, you had a question? Yes. Uh, Fahim, uh, can you uh, describe some of the projects you've done in Hollywood? Uh, my biggest, uh, biggest coming up right now is Christmas Day, which is American Sniper, which Clint Eastwood, Bradley Cooper, I'm sure you guys remember uh, Chris Kyle, the uh, best sniper in Iraq. 
Yes. This is going to be a big one, and it's going to be released Christmas days, and it's going to be good for our veterans. It's good for our Army, Navy, Special Force, and Marines to watch that. And I'm proud to be part of that movie because I'm a, my character is a tribe leader, which is I'm the one uh, bring uh, Zarqawi. Zarqawi, the one was hanging American upside down on the bridge. And remember, that was 2004 or 2005. And I bring him to justice and bring give it to get back to Chris Kyle, which is Chris Kyle, uh, Bradley Cooper play as a Chris Kyle. And I'm very excited about that. I've done Argo, Iron Man, Four Blast, and my new, the other new movies coming up, uh, it's called uh, Rock the Casbah with Bruce Willis and uh, Bill Murray, which is on that movie. I'm a tribe leader too. I'm a father. My daughters become an actress, um, singer. Uh, that's going to be a big one too. And um, I'm working on Homeland right now, the TV show Homeland and NCIS. I have a plenty of them, and I'm more excited about the American Sniper, more excited about that to release on Christmas Day. And I can't wait to uh, push this movie to introduce our veteran, our heroes, which is fighting for this country. And I'm honored to be part of that movie, and I'm honored to be part of that. Uh, with their family and their tribes. You know, as we get closer to that release date, what we can do is uh, we can all get on, even, maybe even get Clint Eastwood on with you guys and, and uh, um, uh, promote this again. Oh, he's a great guy. I worked with him for two weeks. I worked with him. With, and he has our books, and I'm sure you can see in FahimSpeaks.com. You go on, click on celebrities who's reading our book. He's the one holding it, um, Bill Murray, Bruce Willis, all these guys are reading our book. And he's a great American. He's, great, uh, uh, he's protecting, I mean, protect and supporting our veterans. That's why he got involved with this movie, American Sniper. Yeah. I, I just want to make a quick comment about that because uh, you mentioned earlier co-promotion or what we call cross-promotion. And uh, I know my students are listening to this in class. And we talk about cross-promotion. Oh. And Fahim, again, uh, is brilliant at that. Uh, he's always getting pictures of uh, people with our book, Clint Eastwood holding our book, uh, Bill Murray in, in Morocco and the book in his mouth. Uh, Tom, Tom Hanks, uh, you know, if, on the website there's pictures of Fahim with Philip Seymour Hoffman. And Tom Hanks actually wrote a cover blurb. On, on the cover of our book is a, is a blurb from Tom Hanks who worked with Fahim and the movie Charlie Wilson's War. So anyway, a uh, little lesson there about cross-promotion. He's talking about American Sniper, and we're talking about your show and, and the book. Mm -hmm. So anyway, cross-promotion is, uh, is very... And Meriwether, I know, is listening, and, yes, and definitely. you mentioned the, the Polar Chronicles. So anyway, uh, cross-promotion is the buzzword of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Fahim, wow. you have to get a, get a picture of uh, Clint Eastwood holding that bottle of water. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. Uh, actually, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get invited and premiere on red carpet, and I'll make sure he, I haven't drank this bottle, but I will keep it, and I will give it to him, and I'll make sure uh explain who you guys are, and thank you for, again for what are you guys doing for this. Uh, this is a beautiful. I'll make sure I give it to them. I'll make sure they right. give it to me and take a picture. As yeah, well. just take the picture. You don't have to give it to him. In fact, we'll send him some if he needs it. And of course, uh, I can, uh, I of can course, find, Mike. <laughs> I can find his email and address, and uh, I'm pretty sure I have his agency and uh, his office. And uh, forward it to you guys later on when we hang up. I email it to you guys. No problem. Or, or we could just uh, yeah. do it through you also. Sure. You know, either, sure. Either, either sure. or. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Now, Bill? Huh? Y- yes, uh, during the break, I was mentioning to you one of the things uh, that uh, uh, has gotten my attention about what you guys are doing, and especially with my work as a an advocate for veterans in the veteran community. And as I mentioned, you know, the, the, the experience that our serving men and women have had that I call from the battlefield and combat to home and community, the kinds of, uh, of transitions that they uh, started out with on the battlefield, coming back home, and the, and, and, and the real difficult uh, parts of their lives when they come back to home and community, in a lot of cases, not being able to uh, reintegrate as uh, as well as possible. I wondered if you guys ever thought about maybe trying to put something like that together that would join those two uh, main experiences together. That's a great uh, thought, uh, Bill. And um, there are so many people who... Uh, especially young people, you know, Fahim and I are a little bit older, and uh, when you get older, you can deal with some of the sights of uh, the results of, you know, battles and and uh, destruction. But if you're really young, if you and I know you were in Vietnam, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who, especially infantry types who see right out there seeing really difficult things, uh, that I know that stuff stays with those folks. And, and to come back and... and we readjust to being in a civilian society obviously is a challenge. The PTSD uh, syndrome is, is there for so many people. So uh, I know we have some friends in, in Southern California and Camp Pendleton who do so, some you know, things with the Marines who return. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking and have been thinking about ways that we can reach out and connect with, you know, we've made some donations to uh, wounded warriors in the past, some real modest help there. But I, I know, Fahim, you're out in San Clemente, Dana Point, uh, near Camp Pendleton. Um, you, you know, you, you've, you see a lot of the people out there. Do you, you, I know you have some thoughts on this. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always uh, once a week, I mean, every uh, twice a year, we, they have a car wash here. They upholding sign. They do car wash. Be a volunteer. I done a couple of times with them. A couple. Of, I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed that, and collect money. And like you mentioned, our uh, every book signing. Actually, we did it twice or three times. Every book signing, the money's uh, percentage go to them. And thanks to Dr. Julia, he, she was the one to suggest that. And in the future, uh, I'm still, uh, because I'm close by, uh, every time I see them sign stuff or uh, gathering, I'm all, I show up like more than once or twice. I'm being a volunteer. I did already. Beautiful. Wow. That's, that's good. Which is in the future, of course, if I see better or other things, and I'm, of course, be part of that too as well. Well, uh, Mike, this is Bill again. I I I, uh, I mentioned this in our in our opening, and I'm sure you and Fahim both can comment on this as uh, Fahim's role as an interpreter in Afghanistan. I personally have the highest regard and respect for interpreters uh, in that role because I had one myself in uh, in uh, in Vietnam when I served there. And, uh, you know, I, I found my interpreter be, that not only to be knowledgeable as far as the 
transitioning in the language, but I mean a very strong sense of humor, and uh, I, I depended upon my interpreter, I mean, almost for everything. Uh, you know, he helped me with the customs and the culture in Vietnam, uh, getting there. Uh, you see any similarities that you and, and Fahim had uh, with that uh, uh, in, in Afghanistan? Yeah, Bill, great points, uh, and, and thanks for tying this into your Vietnam experiences. And you mentioned your interpreter having a sense of humor. And uh, I've mentioned this before. Fahim has a sense of humor, but he's just uh, somebody who enjoys life and is charismatic and makes people smile, makes people laugh. He did a visit here in, to New Hampshire in August and just, uh, you know, was always just making people laugh. And as an interpreter, uh, bridging cultures and bringing people together, if you can make people smile or laugh, it's a, it's a weapon. It, it's a force multiplier, truly, uh, especially in a non-conventional uh, conflict like uh, we're trying to, have been trying to do in Afghanistan, where you're trying to, well, I know Vietnam was hearts and minds, and we yes. have different phrases for that now, but what Fahim did in Afghanistan was make people laugh, and the Taliban hated that. They, uh, they're a fairly humorless operation. Uh, the Taliban uh, really probably have less of a sense of humor than any, anyone in the world. So here this, this guy comes in, and Fahim had a beard and an American uniform and was engaging and making people laugh and like Americans. So the Taliban put a price on his head. They offered a whole bunch of money to whoever could kill him because he was their worst nightmare, somebody who had a beard, spoke the language, made people laugh, made, made people like Americans. And, and, yeah, Bill, the sense of humor and the, the cultural ties, the bridge that Fahim was, uh, is amazing. That is awesome, wow. gentlemen. And again, if, to if you, everybody could hold Fahim, that, Bill, Bill yeah. could you hold it? We're gonna we're just gonna take a break here, and then when we come back, we'll continue on. And just to stay updated on your phone, text the word "hero." That's H E R O to eight zero four six four. That again is hero to eight zero four six four for all the updates. Our loyalty brand, American Heroes Apparel, is now available online and will also be in a retail store soon. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on the T-shirt icon for your online purchase. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest Fahim and Mike. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes 
RadioShowsNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Raheem and Mike. And uh, Bill, just before break, I had to cut you off there. Uh, you want, if you want to finish that thought, I'm going to yield to Jim. Okay. <laughs> well, there's so much, Fahim, Mike, there's so much happening. Um, tell, us, tell us what's really on, I mean, there's so many things. There has to be so many things on your heart. Tell us where, where, that, where your heart is driving you next. And I know we can talk about the movies, any possibilities uh, coming from your book, but tell us, what, tell us where your heart's driving you now. Uh, I want to make sure my, uh, our books become a movie, and uh, I want to make sure people appreciate this country. As an Afghan, I came in this country 30 years ago, and as a lot of us, they don't appreciate this country. And my message to them, why don't you guys pay your dues for this country? If you're not going to war, that's okay. I mean, I'm not, uh, I want you guys to go to war to fight uh, the enemy. Uh, be honest with you, uh, without our soldier, without our Marines and Navies and uh, Air Force, America's, America is nothing. We have to respect, we have to appreciate this beautiful country. And as Afghan, American, I appreciate more American than regular people born and raised here. And I want to oh, put boy. this movie together. And this movie is going to be a good example for others how to appreciate. And thanks to Ronald Reagan, brought me in this country as a refugee, asylum refugee. I will never turn my back for this beautiful country. I will always appreciate this country, and I will always stand up for this country, and I will always fight for this country. Doesn't matter how old, how old, how far I'm going to get, and I'm using my language skill, and I'm going to use my. Uh, knowledge, what I have about my culture, American culture, which is I'm, I'm, I was born and raised in Afghanistan, but I got uh, adopted by this beautiful country. And no other countries give us a shelter. Pakistan, Saudi, Iran, other countries didn't give us a citizenship. But U.S. brought us here and gave us a citizenship, gave us a green card, gave us a shelter, and I'm so glad I came in this country, and thanks to Ronald Reagan to accept us in this beautiful country. Fahim, right. well, you're, su- you're such an uh, inspiration. I mean, and, and you just said it. Uh, sometimes we become a little lax in our own, uh, in our own privilege here in the United States as uh, having been born here. Uh, but uh, I think you're the catalyst that brings that reality that uh, the rest of the world is looking to the United States as the place to be. And... Thank you for your enthusiasm. Thank you for your citizenship. Thank you for your love of this nation. And I will always love this country, sir. 
No matter what, look at this, look at our freeways, look at our weathers, look at our democracy, look at our woman's rights, look at the animals' rights in this beautiful country. Look at where we're, we're the one go to people safe in Africa. We're the one go to safe people in uh, North Korea. We are the one go to Afghanistan. We're the one. Show me other countries go where they're helped. Show me other countries, their ships and their planes go drop a food. Of course, there's a war going to be bad guys everywhere. The bad guys, they hijack the religion. What we have to go educate them. They cannot hijack. The, nothing wrong with religion. We're the one that hijack the religion. We're the one making the religion about boogeyman. But someone has to stop them. If we don't yes. stop them, if we don't go uh, uh, correct them to shame, show them the right way. Look at it in Afghanistan. Never happened, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, election. Never happened yes. in the history of Afghanistan. 500 years, uh, uh, 500 years this country, is, uh, Afghanistan, is old. But never happened. Look at what a beautiful democracy happened in Afghanistan two weeks ago. Elected, yes. the president got elected by people. Never happened in the history of Afghanistan. Same thing with Iraq. All right. Fahim's uh, motto or credo is uh, <clears throat> follow your dreams, never give up, make it happen. And uh, that does inspire me. Uh, a couple quick anecdotes. Uh, earlier he mentioned President Obama sending a letter. And, and Fahim had said to me, he said, uh, why don't we send the president a book? And I just thought it was a waste of time. And I did, I did not do that. So he did. And, uh, and then a few weeks later he called me and says, hey, I got a letter from the White House signed by President Obama thanking me for the book. And so, uh, again, uh, a, a good example of his uh, promotional outreach. But, but beyond that, when he and I met in Afghanistan and he talked about doing a book, uh, you know, in Helmand Province, with, did the notion that we could collaborate and, and make a book happen, find a publisher, and much less have an award-winning book, uh, we did make it happen. And, and, and now the, the movie proposal that Fahim is talking about, uh, the, you know, of course there inevitably has been an, is speculation about uh, a movie uh, coming out of his story, his book, and that's a tough thing to do. There were countless movie proposals, but he believes in this, you can tell, and I, you know, he's an actor. And uh, there, there are a lot of things that are in his favor, in the project's favor. Right now there's a, a, a young man working on an uh, adaptation of the book to a proposed treatment screenplay uh, early stage there. That's, that's already going on. But Fahim is, you know, I think the only... Screen Actors Guild, the only Hollywood actor post 9-11 to put a uniform on and go to war, go to harm's way. And I, I, in an earlier book signing, I mentioned that after Pearl Harbor, everybody from Clark Gable to Jimmy Stewart and on and on, these people went to put a uniform on. But after 9-11, you know, I, as far as we can tell, Fahim is the only Screen Actors Guild actor who went to war, put a uniform on and went to war. And this notion of Hollywood's own doing that, um, you know, Argo, which Fahim had a small speaking role in, won the Oscar for Best Picture, and that's a movie that celebrated Hollywood uh, people as protagonists, as heroes, for helping to get the uh, hostages out of Iran in, in 1980. So anyway, uh, I, you know, we mentioned, uh, we mentioned that uh, Tom Hanks wrote a blurb for our cover, and Fahim's of Hollywood, and our publishers are people from Hollywood, and and uh, will this happen? Uh, Fahim says it will. He says believe it, and it'll happen. So uh, we'll see. I'm not, 
And I have a one message for your students, sir, uh, Michael Moffitt, and I know they can hear it. First of all, I want to thank them to listen to this, our radio interview. And I, I know you guys are listening in New Hampshire. I want you guys to do me a favor. Never give up. Make it happen. Look at me. I came in this country. I was 19. People was laugh at me. I was telling them I'll become an actor. They laugh at me. I did it. And I want to wow. go pay my, dues, pay my dues for this country. People were saying, oh, you're a traitor. You're a hypocrite. You're fighting your own people. But I did it. Huh. I come back. I yeah. said, I want to write a book. They laugh at me. They say, you don't have education. You, don't have, you cannot make it. But thanks God to bring Michael Moffat to my life and finish this book. I want you guys to listen to carefully. Never give up. Make it happen. Appreciate this beautiful country, and I'll appreciate your military. Without, without our military, we're nobody. America is nobody. With our military, that's why we're a superpower. That's why we have a beautiful country. That's why our freeways, our weathers, our ocean, everything beautiful. I want you guys to go try to go to Africa, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan for a week and come back. You will know how much different this country is. Oh, uh, we boy. need more Americans like you. Boy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, wow. Let me ask you something. Uh, are the proceeds for your book uh, going to be involved in getting this movie rolling? Uh, uh, go, go ahead, Fahim. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm more focusing on, like, uh, I, I'm not saying I look like Andy Garcia, but uh, I want Andy Garcia play me, and I'll probably play a little <laughs> small role here there. And we try to uh, finish it by 2016, and, and I'm believing in myself, and I'm, I always tell uh, Colonel Mike, uh, Michael Moffat, uh, always when I give him uh, some kind of tips, uh, he says, sometimes he says, well, I'm saying, sir, don't ever say will. We will. We will make it. And I'm always, him and I, we have a, here, Michael Moffat is very careful. He's a Marine. He's uh, smart. He's intelligent. He's a professor. But with me, with my character, my knowledge, I'm just jump in, then later on think about it. But with Michael <laughs> Moffat, he said, <laughs> with Michael Moffat, he said, okay, Fahim, take it easy. Let's do it. But then we, him and I, we get along so good. And uh, we have so many comments. He born the same month. His mother was a midwife. I'm a nurse. And my mother was midwife and nurse. Uh, and we have... I'm sorry to God, in this contract, this book, when we started, we didn't sign any contract, him and I. We shake hands. We shake hands. Look, our shake hands, our book became a nominated to President. President Bush and President Obama wrote us a letter. I sent a book in Texas, too, as well, and he responds back. And um, uh, Tom Hanks, and it will become a movie. One shake hand. You remember, sir? Used to be in America was like this too. In America, we used to shake hand with trade things. We we uh, switch this this. Now we don't trust each other. We sign here, sign there, fingerprint. No, I want Michael Moffat and I. We did one shake hand. Look what what the book is because we started with honesty and loyalty and proud to be a Marine and Army. And I want to thank uh, Army, too, because I did all my training on Fort Bennett, Georgia, and I did it on Fort Blast as well. And uh, I want to thank everybody who they paid their dues for this beautiful country. And I will, like I say, I will never turn my back to this country. And whoever listening right now, whoever doesn't like this country, whoever have a doubt on this country, do me a favor. 
I'll buy the ticket. You can leave. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you go. Got to love it. (laughs) Can't ask for better than that. All right. Uh, Gary, uh, if I can get this in, uh, I'd like to just quickly get back to my roles as a uh, an advocate for veterans. And Mike, I, I think you and Fahim can probably uh, address this. Uh, you know, we talked about the adjustment that our men and women have to make after war coming back uh, uh, to this country. I'm interested in knowing what kind of adjustment do the folks in Afghanistan, the men and women who are fighting there to save their country, what kind of adjustment do they make when they leave that, or is this a, a continuous situation that's always combat? Can they ever get back to a civilian style of life? Well, I'll just offer a couple of thoughts on that, uh, Bill. And and honestly, uh, I would never pretend to uh, or want anyone to think that I was ever out on point uh, with a, a squad, uh, you know, walking in, in a really through minefields. Uh, you know, most people in Afghanistan, you know, Camp Leatherneck or Kabul, yes, you know, there's dangers. But uh, I think that, the, especially nowadays, less uh, less so than Vietnam. Uh, yeah, I want to think that most people over there don't have to deal with some of the horrors of uh, you know being the point man on a patrol. So I, I do want to think that the n- numbers of people that are really traumatized or, or that have these horrible memories are, are less than they have been in previous conflicts. Now that said, they certainly are out there that have seen and been wounded, seen terrible things. And for, for the transition process for them to reacclimate to civilian life, uh, that's why I'm so grateful to people like you who are there. You know, here in our college, we have a veterans organization here at NHTI Concord in New Hampshire. And, in fact, uh, uh, this very day, this afternoon, um, or I take that back, it's tomorrow afternoon, we have uh, someone who's going to speak to the veterans and all the students about uh, returning to civilian life from a combat uh, scenario, but I, I would really defer to you, Bill. I know you're in the business, and, and um, you know if if you have any thoughts on this that that or insights that you want to share, I, I know we'd all be interested in that. And I know Fahim was there uh, for eight nine months and saw some things. Uh, so I'll let you and he offer some thoughts on that if I could. Uh, my knowledge, uh, my knowledge uh, first. This country has to stop corruption. As long as the corruption is going on, doesn't matter how much money we spend on these countries. If they don't correct themselves, there's no way we can spend a billion, million dollars to correct them. Yeah. I'm more concerned about people, my people, which is my army, my navy, my marines, go over there and come back. To them, I call them my tribe, my people. When they go there and come back, thanks to them, they pay their dues. And if they cannot fix other countries, they cannot fix themselves. That's not our fault. They have to, they have to understand democracy. If they don't understand democracy, if they use, they hijack the religion. When they hijack religion, they make the religion as a boogeyman. Uh, this is wrong. To me, this is wrong. They should understand what democracy is. First, woman's right, children's right, 
animals' rights, they have to understand they all have a right. If they don't understand these things, we're wasting our time. In my knowledge, we shouldn't leave Afghanistan at all. If we leave Afghanistan, guess what? It's going to be similar like Iraq. It will be like Iraq, ISIS, or ISIS, whatever they call it. It's going to be totally, will be in second 9-11 if we leave Afghanistan. That's is my advice to the uh, to U.S. government. Yeah. Mike, uh, I'd just like to say this, that uh, our broadcast today is a very interesting broadcast, and I'd like to think of it as a laboratory, especially since your students are, uh, are with us and hearing what's going on. So I'd like to leave a rhetorical question that maybe you and, and, and your students might want to address. What is the cost of war in terms of human capital? What is the cost of war in terms of human capital? What do? Yeah, yeah, that's something that you know, young, especially young people, that everybody should ponder. Uh, and and people who sometimes say, let's uh, you know, let's send in ground troops, or let's do this, or let's do that. I think that they need to really understand what that means to uh, commit young men and women to uh, to being in harm's way and being killed or maimed. Uh, human capital, great, great thing that we should all think about, Bill. Yes, you're right on track, track, Mike, and I and I think that's the way that I would pursue it from that particular standpoint. You know, when we go to war, we can always find the funds for the war, but when the warriors return home, then the money, the capital part, becomes questionable. Yep. True. That's unreal. Yep. Well, I guess you, you have some homework. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is supposed to be giving out the homework. That, that, could, that could be, uh, it, it's, a, it's a marketing class, uh, but I also teach uh, some sociology uh, type classes uh, where, where that would, would uh, certainly be a question, but whatever the Whoever the person is, like I said, the, whatever the situation, that, that it's so important that people know and are aware that there are things going on in the world that uh, we should be, you know, cognizant of. And sometimes, uh, you know, again, it, you're a Vietnam veteran, uh, Bill, and I know you know so well, you know, the consequences of uh, what happens when the government commits uh you know, millions, literally millions of people to go to a place and, and they and they get killed and maimed and come back and, and was it was it something that should have happened? Uh, I mean, what is more important than that to uh, to ponder? So I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you are making people think about that. Well, well, Mike, let me just add something quickly here because of our inability to reintegrate into our society with home and community. We suffered from this depression and anxiety. Uh, we re resorted to all kinds of things, self-medication, drugs, alcohol, you name it. And as a result of that, and think about this, on the battlefield in Vietnam, we lost 58,210 of our brave men and women. And because of our inability, because of those anxieties and depressions with suicides, we've taken our lives 
after the war in greater numbers than those that we lost on the battlefield. Yep. Yep. Well said. Right. Now, Mike, you're uh, you're also running for president. I mean, <laughs> state representative. Why don't you tell us uh, what's going well, on there? Well, thanks for asking. I uh, I did not solicit that question, and, and I'm not sure how many <laughs> of my potential Okay, well, it's certainly out there. Yes, uh, in two weeks, I am a candidate for state representative in New Hampshire. Uh, which has 400 state representatives. My district is uh, Merrimack, Merrimack County District 9, which is Loudoun, Canterbury. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to you know try to be part of that process. Uh, we'll find out in two weeks from today uh, if I if I win. But that's part of I've taught government and I care as you all do about uh, the country and the community and, and the issues and. And uh, so if, I, if it's meant to be that I have a chance to have a vote here in New Hampshire on, on some of these issues, I would be very grateful for that opportunity. Th- thanks for asking. <laughs> well, the, the, the constituents of New Hampshire, Mike, couldn't be better represented by somebody with the uh, integrity and uh, position of uh, service and dedication that you've, uh, you've given to this nation, Mike. So uh, bless your heart. I, I I hope the voters are aware of that. Well, thanks for those those kind words. I'm very humble, and uh, like I said, it, it is a wonderful process to go through. It's ups and downs, and you meet a lot of people. And I'm actually going to later today to two uh, senior citizen uh, complexes with the other candidates for little forums and to meet and talk to people. And and uh, I, I will say, I'm a historian of sorts, and I, I do love talking to people who've been around, like Bill, uh, you know, being in Vietnam, and uh, that's what I did in Afghanistan, was record stories of, you know, people who had just completed a mission. And so anyway, I think it's so important to uh, to talk to people, listen to people, learn from their experiences. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, part of the process as well. Exactly. Now, well, I hope everybody uh, noticed that uh, we skipped that last break because Fahim was on such a roll. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. No, 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 no. no I, I'll be honest don't, with you. I get upset. I really get upset when people don't appreciate this country. That's why I, go, I get so excited to introduce this yes. country, introduce our military. <clears throat> Look at us. We're the safest country. We don't have to worry about IED. We don't have to worry about suicide bomber. We don't have to worry. We get in the free. We get off this exit, this exit. We don't have to worry about anything. Mines, IED, Taliban. This is the best country. All right. Well, gentlemen, we only have a couple of minutes left. And Fahim and Michael, it was great having you both on the show today. Fahim, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Can you repeat again? I'm sorry. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? First of all, I'm honored to be American. If I come in this country, age of 19, if I follow my dream and I made it and fought for this beautiful country, appreciate this country, you can do it too. You don't have to go to war zone. Just appreciate this country, respect this, our military, Respect our flag. That's my message to everybody. All right. Now, we only have about a minute left. Mike, why don't you uh, uh, like to share anything with our listeners in closing? I just want to say thanks to you all for all that you do and and giving folks like Fahim and me a chance to talk about our project and our experiences. And and as you can tell, we uh, are proud to have worn the uniform and proud uh, of our service. And and, uh, you've all served. And 
and uh, very humble and grateful to, as Fahim said, to live in this beautiful country. And I have been around. I've seen other places. Uh, I, I love uh, New Hampshire. I love America. I'm grateful to have been a Marine. And thank you for letting us uh, tell a little bit about what we're, we're up to. All right. And Bill? Mike and Fahim, thank you very much for your service to this great country of ours and your continued service in all the things that you do in our community of the United States of America. All right. Jim? And uh, Fahim and Mike, uh, bless you for your efforts. Bless you for all that you've done. Uh, We look forward to seeing what's in the future for you. Thank you. Thank you much. Thanks again, gentlemen, for sharing your story on the American Heroes Network Radio. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all of the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime anywhere and on any device. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest Fahim and uh, Mike, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a good